It's time for Speaking of Sports, your weekly look inside at the stats, scores, opinions, and facts from a kid's point of view. You can't miss one moment of the action going on in the next hour. Now, here's your host. Hello and welcome to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids Network and the Kidstar TV on Ustream.com. So we're glad to be broadcasting in all those different places. So in our show today, we have NFL, bunch of big news offseason. The season's going to start in a matter of weeks. We also have AFL as the arena football playoffs are about to get underway. So that is going to be big news in the Arena Football League. And we will just get right off. I'm Sam Brennan and Caleb Bushy, my partner, as we do our Speaking of Sports show. So the first thing that we have, Caleb? Um, let's go like right to the NFL where uh, training camp is going on. The NFL season is coming up. And uh, we'll start off with the Denver Broncos. Payne Manning and the Broncos got a new uh, wide receiver, Wes uh, Welker. He's a new wide receiver. He played with the Patriots for over six years. And he uh, signed the Broncos with a $12 million two-year contract. And it seems to be going well for the uh, Broncos. He's been completed over 500 receptions and over 70 games with the Patriots. And I think together with Welker and, Welker and uh, Manny, they could be the next big threat in the NFL. Yeah, and it's definitely a big thing for the Broncos to get Welker. It hurts the Patriots for Welker to leave, but the Broncos are going to be a big threat. They made it really far in the playoffs last season, and you can expect the Broncos to go to the playoffs again this year and be really strong with all their players. But Vaughn Miller for the Broncos, he's a big defensive player, got a little bit in trouble with some performance-enhancing drugs, so that might be a key loss for the Broncos. But then Wes Welker coming in for $6 million a year for only two years, that's pretty that's pretty intense, and I'm sure he can help the Broncos for sure. Oh, yeah. And also you want to go to um, you know the sophomores this year, Andrew Luck, and Robert Griffin III, the um, top two picks in the NFL draft last year. And when you take a look at their stats, they had an amazing, outstanding performance in their first year in the NFL. But what we're trying to look at is that what which uh, player is going to do better, better in their second year in the NFL. And I, mostly out of Andrew Luck and RG3, I probably do go for Robert Griffin III because if you take a look at his last year, he is only um, – thrown five interceptions, and Andrew Luck is only thrown 18. Well, I'm going to have to stray away from the list, actually. One of the underestimated quarterbacks who's coming into his sophomore year, Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks. He is an outstanding quarterback. He made a big impact, impact coming in uh, with a tough quarterback competition in Seattle. They've got Brady Quinn and Tavares Jackson. Last year when he won the position, he won it against Matt Flynn, from, formerly from the Packers. The Seahawks let go of Matt Flynn, Flynn because they have a great quarterback in Russell Wilson, and he led them to the second round of the playoffs, actually beating out uh, RG3. So I guess you can say theor- theoretically, based on the games, he's better than RG3. But, I mean, that's just my opinion. He proved it when the two rookies faced off last year in the season. So my pick for the best sophomore is definitely going to be Russell Wilson because he's such a strong player and he has a good team to work with in the Seattle Seahawks. 
Okay, well, moving on from training camp, we go to the New England Patriots. Tim Tebow signing with the Patriots. And obviously Aaron Hernandez, the investigation still going on with his murder. And just a lot of, a lot of dirty stuff going on in New England. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tim Tebow, as you mentioned, joining the team. This could be a big thing for some people, but not really too exciting. The, reason, the thing I'm wondering is why Tim Tebow decided to go to the Patriots when he had so many other, well, he didn't really have that many options, but I'm just wondering why he'd go to New England when Tom Brady pretty much has the starting quarterback job locked up. Why do you think Tebow went to the Patriots? Well, I think uh, he really, you can tell he really struggled with the New York Jets, and that was probably one of the toughest years he ever had in the NFL. But I think he honestly went to the Patriots just so um, he can, uh, the Patriots are a great team. They've been to the, a lot of Super Bowls in the past. And I think um, Bill Belichick is uh, someone he wants to, um, you know, teach off. And I think he wants to learn from the Patriots uh, how they, um, what their strategy is and uh, how they get to the Super Bowl. So I think with the Patriots, I think it would be a nice uh, teaching team for him to improve in the, his NFL career. Yeah, and he definitely is going to learn from the more experienced Tom Brady. But it's also been considered that they've been talking about it, that Tim Tebow could possibly play different positions, such as on special teams. And even the question arose, could Tebow possibly play tight end for the missing Aaron Hernandez? What do you think about Tebow playing a position different than quarterback? Do you think he's up for it? Do you think he'd be good enough? Well, it's obviously going to be a very different thing, different experience for him, obviously. And uh, playing tight end and quarterback is a very big difference, especially in even special teams. But I think if you've had experience in the NFL or even football in general, I think um, this has happened in many situations with many teams. If they got injured or they couldn't play, many other players would have to play in a different position. So I think Tim Tebow, he'd be okay with it. But if he started doing this now, he'd have much better experience later in the future. Well, Tebow going into New England, that's a big story for the offseason. Uh, as of now, people are predicting him to be the third spot, third string quarterback after Ryan Mallett, who's a very good backup quarterback, and of course the ever-so-great Tom Brady. And another thing about the Patriots coming up right here, the Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez, he's just caused so much attention this season to the Patriots, and he's done so much in the offseason. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he was accused of murder. It is pretty much a possibility that he did it, and he will probably be spending jail time for a while and probably will not be returning to the NFL. Now, this, now uh, Tom Brady made a statement about this whole, whole ordeal. He said that the Aaron Hernandez trials and the Aaron Hernandez information and all the news with him does not distract the Patriots team. Do you think it distracts the team at all? I think it is a big distraction. They just, I think it's very hard to, um, you know, not even talk about Aaron Hernandez in that uh, franchise, but and like you just have to keep moving on, and hopefully they'll get over it and they'll. Okay, so obviously the Aaron Hernandez issues are definitely a big deal and a big distraction 
for the Patriots. I don't know how you could say that it's not a distraction for New England. Uh, when reporters bring up that question, it's pretty much a distraction because that could be time you're out practicing. So I do feel that this whole thing is a big distraction for New England. Another problem for the Patriots this year is that they've lost so many key players. They've lost Aaron Hernandez, obviously, uh, Danny Woodhead, the star running back, and Wes Welker to the Broncos. That takes a lot of firepower away from the Patriots. How do you think the Patriots are going to do this year? Do you think they'll be an elite team, or will they flop? Well, it's going to be a very questionable for the Patriots this year. They still have a lot of time to uh, you know, get players in their uh, team, like tight end. So at least the season hasn't started just yet. But it seems like it's going to be a, a very different season than last season for the Patriots, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, Patriots, uh, they, they have been a good team ever since Bill Belichick came. They've been a strong team, but this could be the Patriots' downfall year. I don't think they will be an elite team. They might be average, maybe 500 area on their win percentage, but they will not be a very strong team after all this drama that has happened. So if you or someone you know would like to advertise with Speaking of Sports or the Kidstar TV, email us at speakingofsportsshow at gmail.com or go to champions.kidstar.org. Some benefits of being a sponsor and advertising with us, we can give you, inf we can do shout outs on our social media page on Facebook, we can do commercials for Rattlers playoffs games and advertisements during the playoffs game and possibly an advertisement in the Arena Bowl. So once again, speaking of sports show at gmail.com or champions.kidstar.org, send us an email or check us out at that website. You're listening to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids and Kidstar TV. We're going to take a break, but we will be right back with more Speaking of Sports. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support surprise you. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. 
You're tuned in to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. Now, back into the action. Welcome back to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids Network and Kids Star TV. I'm Sam Brennan. And I'm Caleb Bushy. And right now, we just finished talking about NFL football, and we're going to move into the Arena Football League as the Arena Football playoffs are just about underway. They're going to be coming up uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's the first playoff weekend for 2013. Last year, the Arizona Rattlers won the Arena Bowl, and they're in the playoffs once again, looking to maybe go back-to-back champions for the Arena Football League. So the matchups this week, the in the American Conference, the Philadelphia Soul are taking on the Orlando Predators. The Soul are 12 and 6, and the Predators 7 and 11. And the Jacksonville Sharks are going to be taking on the Tampa Bay Storm. Same records as the previous team, 12 and 6, 7 and 11. And then going over to the National Conference, the Spokane Shock will be taking on the Chicago Rush. The Shock are 14 and 4, and the Rush are 10 and 8. And then the Arizona Rattlers will be taking on the San Jose Sabercats. The Rattlers 15 and 3, and the San Jose Sabercats 13 and 5. It took a while for the teams to be announced as uh, Orlando and New Orleans fought out for that last spot. And so we're going to talk about that game first. Just what do you think about it coming down to the final week of football? I mean, the Predators and the Voodoo taking one last game, winner takes all. Oh, yeah, and the Predators, they started the season off against the Voodoo and they ended the season off with the Voodoo. So it was a very big, uh, hard playoff push for the Predators. They struggled in uh, earlier in the season, and um, with Ty Riley, it wasn't really playing that great as expected, but they got Aaron Garcia. He stepped in and really helped the Predators get uh, to their where they needed to be. And if, uh, if they put Garcia in earlier, they probably would have had a higher spot. Yeah, well, they just pinched out that last eight-seed spot, and Aaron Garcia, definitely a big factor for them. He's coming in at half-season, mid-season from the San Jose Sabercats, and he has just helped them so much. And as you said, it would have been better if they had him earlier on. Well, I think what was happening, he didn't really play good with the Sabercats, but what really happened is that they, uh, the Sabercats, they didn't give him control of the offense. He didn't get to call the plays, and he left up. They left out to the offensive coordinator, and, and Garcia couldn't operate it completely, and it just fell apart at the Sabercats. So they're saying, if you, you can't follow our rules, then we're treating you. And with Orlando, they let them take full control of the offense, lead everything, and since then it's worked great. So I think the Predators, they're letting them get in his way, and uh, they're doing great so far. They lost against Philadelphia, though, um, again with Garcia. So I think it's going to be a hard struggle for them. But they're going to have to play really, really good football if they want to beat Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia Soul against Orlando Predators. That will be a good one. The Soul have the higher seed, the one seed against the four seed. Uh, the teams have played 11 times, and Philadelphia leads the record. They've won 8-3 to three against the Predators. The Predators have never won in Philadelphia, which is where they're playing, so that's going to be a challenge for them. Uh, not always the best away team Orlando is, so that's going to be tough. Uh, Predators will not have wide receiver Jason Gathers, who has been a strong receiver for them, former Rattler. 
Uh, what do you think about this game? What are your predictions? Who will win this game? Well, it's obviously going to be a huge challenge for the Orlando Predators. I've been through, I've been broadcasting most of their games on Kidstar, and you can tell they are, they, they think they're ready, and they've been through a lot of challenging games, which they actually turned out to winning those games, especially against Spokane, and they were getting killed. And in the second half, they came back, and they completely shocked the Spokane shock, and I think if they do the same exact performance they had in Spokane, then they'll, they'll, they have a chance at this game. All right, so who do you think wins, Philadelphia or Orlando? Well, I'm an Orlando fan, but I think uh, it's probably going to be Philadelphia as much as I like Orlando. But if uh, the Predators, if they really like it, what they need to do to Philadelphia is that they got hit them really hard that they can't get back up again. But I don't think uh, that's only like a 50-50 chance, at least a 70-30 chance, I think. But So I think Philadelphia is going to win that matchup. Yeah, and with all those factors, the teams playing 11 times, Philadelphia is 8-3 and three against Orlando, and the Predators have never won. In all the team's history, the Predators have never won in Philadelphia. So that's definitely going to be a challenge. I personally, too, am going to take the Philadelphia Soul. Well, I mean, the Soul and the Predators, they've met each other in the past, in the playoffs, and the Predators have beaten them uh, in 2008. They've beat them several times on their home turf, but this is going to be the first time it's in Philadelphia. All right, so the next game in the American Conference is the Jacksonville Sharks versus the Tampa Bay Storm. They're division rivals in the same division. It'll be a good Florida team matchup. The Storm lost to Jacksonville actually last week, 55-42, uh, to 42, and Tampa Bay is on a seven-game losing streak going into this playoffs. So that will be a tough challenge for them. Also, the Storm have never won in Jacksonville. So just like the Predators never winning in Philadelphia, the Storm have never won in Jacksonville. Well, I think uh, the Storm, the best part about that is that they just had a game with the Jacksonville Sharks. So I, I think they're staying in Jacksonville for a few game, for uh, at least a whole week. And the best part about that, having that matchup, is that they know what's coming at them, They'll be exactly prepared on how their offense and defense will be. So they'll have a really uh, good shot of what the Sharks are going to play like in the playoffs. Yeah, the teams will know each other, so that'll be a definite big help for both teams. But one of the bigger factors in this game is Tampa Bay going on the road to play Jacksonville. And Jacksonville is a very tough place to play. They sell out a lot. They have crowds of 10,000-plus. It's a hard place to play, and it, it will be especially hard in the playoffs. Oh, uh, yeah. I've been to Jacksonville, and it is, they're, they're pretty much a very loud crowd. They have, basically, they bring cowbells, and that's illegal to bring <laughs> in, and they sneak it in, and they're just a loud, annoying fans. That's the way arena football should be. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun environment when you can go in, have some fun, and be really loud. It'll be hard for the Storm to go in there with all those fans. Oh, it's like the comp before the storm. They, they're hoping to win, and basically it's all the playoffs there's been based on one key, and that's momentum. And it's so far, momentum always changes everything, no matter what sport it is. And I think that may happen with Tampa Bay. So they go into Jacksonville. They have never won in Jacksonville in the team's history. 
and the Tampa Bay Storm are one in one win, seven losses against the Jacksonville in all eight meetings of the team's history. So that's kind of a downside for Tampa Bay losing eight times, only seven times, winning only once. Uh, but the Sharks have only lost one playoff game in the team's history to Philadelphia last season, 89 to 34. So it's looking really tough for the Storm. I mean, they have only lost one playoff game, and the Storm have had challenges against Jacksonville. What are your predictions on this game? Who's going to win this game? Well, I most likely think it's going to be Jacksonville. They just got finished with a fourth straight division title. And Tampa is their only uh, contender for that division title. So Tampa is their closest, probably their closest enemy they can get to. And it, I think it's going to be a challenge. It's not going to be easy for the Sharks. They'll be kind of okay. But the, the Storm, they have beat Jacksonville once. And it was on a final play. And it was on their home turf. But I think uh, the Storm, what they'll need to do is that they'll need to attack the Sharks immediately right when that game starts so hopefully uh if they keep doing that they'll uh, improve and hopefully it'll maybe even at least be a two possession game but i think turnovers are going to decide the game all right so caleb has jacksonville in that one i'm gonna have to agree jacksonville going into that stadium is really tough oh, it's yeah. a hard challenge even if it's one of the best teams in the league it still is very hard to play against jacksonville in jacksonville and the Storm definitely have had trouble with that. They've never been able to win in the Shark Tank in Jacksonville. So it's definitely going to be a problem for Tampa Bay. All right. When we come back, we're going to be talking more arena football. If you or someone you know would like to advertise with us with Speaking of Sports or Kidstar TV, email us at speakingofsportsshow at gmail.com or go to champions.kidstar.org. Great benefits there. You can have advertisements and mentions on the network, and we'll help you get, get your name out there. You're listening to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids Network and Kidstar TV. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more Speaking of Sports. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. Now back into the action. 
Welcome back to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids Network and also broadcasting live here on the Kidstar TV Network on Ustream.tv. So we're coming back after talking about the Arena Football League playoffs, and we're going on to the national conference we talk about now, San Jose and Chicago and also um, San Jose and Arizona. So it looks like Chicago will take on Spokane. Yeah. So let's go to Spokane and Chicago, and that game is going to be – a very different game. The shock. They didn't get into the playoffs last year, and this is their first playoff meeting since last year. Yeah, the shock coming into the playoffs as we move over to the other side of the bracket. The shock have never lost a playoff game at home in all of the team's history. So, like Jacksonville, Spokane is one of the more harder places to play in the Arena Football League. Yeah, I gotta say, Spokane and Jacksonville are the top two hard pl- places to play. Because uh, the fans, the atmosphere in that place is just very loud. But I think uh, Chicago, they beat Arizona. But honestly, I think Arizona kind of took that loss on purpose two weeks ago just to rest their players for the playoffs. It's not worth anyone getting hurt in that game. But maybe Chicago, um, what really decided it was turnovers. And Chicago's defense did step up a little bit, and uh, it kind of caused them uh, – Forty years in a row, let's lose that game. Yeah, so the sh- rush need to really go hard on the shock here. A couple more facts about this game: the game should have actually been played in Chicago, but the league said there was some kind of arena issue, so the game got to be played in Spokane, which is actually a big positive for Spokane because of the great atmosphere for the fans and. This season, the Shock broke the league record for the most wins by double digits in AFL, AFL history. So we should see a possibly high-scoring game in this one. Well, yeah, but there's a lot of trouble going on in Chicago. And the Rush, the Chicago Rush, they're not even playing in Chicago. I mean, a lot of stuff going on, the ownership. And they're right now, they're playing in Roxford, Illinois. And uh, right now, it's just hard to... Uh, to rent that arena at this point because it's in Roxford. They could have gone to Chicago, but they, I don't think they want to go through that chaos. So I think it was much easier to go in Spokane. And they've had that situation in 2010 with the Rappers. They could have hosted Milwaukee, and uh, they didn't get that home field advantage. But I think uh, Spokane-Chicago, it'll be a good game, but it's obviously going to be difficult for Chicago. Who do you think – who do you have winning? I think uh, – that one, I've, I'm not sure. It's gonna be. I think that's probably gonna be the best playoff game in the league. Actually, it's gonna be a close game, and uh, both teams are really great. And uh, both teams have defeated the Arizona Rattlers, the top team. And uh, with Chicago, they have great uh, defense on there. But Spokane, their offense, Eric Meyer, their quarterback, they have that as well. So they both have advantages and disadvantages. I'm going to pick the Spokane Shock in this one. Shock had a great start to the season, and I think they're going to be able to handle the Chicago Rush pretty well. Now our final matchup, the one we've all been waiting for, the number one team in the AFL, Rattlers, taking on the San Jose Sabercats, their division rival. The two teams absolutely despise each other. This will be a chippy game, and it's going to be a good one too. Oh, I'm definitely looking forward to that matchup this Sunday, and it's going to be a very great matchup. Last year, it came; it was a really good matchup. We uh, almost thought the Rattlers were going to lose that game. 
Mm-hmm. That was very huge. And But this time, it's a little different. I mean, when you take a look at the results this past week, the Rattlers blew them out once and the Sabercats blew them out once. And, yeah, it's going to be a very different game. We don't, we're not sure, but this is the playoffs, so momentum is going to kick in. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a very close game. Hopefully the Rattlers are going to uh, win this game, but I think the Sabercats are a huge threat. Yeah, and the Rattlers and San Jose both won against each other. They're 1-1 one one this season. Uh, Arizona won 73-47 in the first meeting, and then San Jose in June won 72-42. So both teams have the ability to blow one another out. And a big part of this game is momentum. The Rattlers, they lost last week, won this week. It's gonna, they have to take this seriously. They really have to play their best football of the season. And if they can do that, they're going to come out victorious. Yeah, and what happened, I think, when they are at uh, San Jose, they didn't have momentum. They thought, oh, this is easy, another blowout. They didn't even know what was about to hit them. And that's... One thing you got compared to the Arena Football League, you can't just act like you're the top dog in the league. You have to be full-on focused and ready to uh, see what comes in a taxi. Yeah, you got two great quarterbacks dueling, Nick Davila and Russ Mikna from the Sabercats. They'll be battling out, and you'll be able to hear it on Kidstar. Caleb, what about the Kidstar broadcast? Yeah, that game is going to be Sunday at 5 p.m. Arizona time, so that's going to be... 8 p.m. Eastern. That game's going to be live here on Kidstar TV, and uh, you'll be able to watch that game on Ustream.tv. And if you only can listen on radio, you can listen on the TuneIn Radio app as well. Yeah, that's going to be Sunday, August 4th, as we're on the road to Arenable 26. And also, not only that, but we're going to be broadcasting Arenable 26, which will be in Orlando. It's going to be very exciting. We'll have all our uh, Kidstar Junior broadcasters there, including from Arizona as well. Yeah, so we need your help. If you want to advertise with us, you can email us at speakingofsportsshow at gmail.com and champions.kidstar.org, and we can help you out. We can let your business get out there. We'll advertise for you on the playoff games and at the Arena Bowl and on social media. Yeah, and uh, our sponsors have really helped out for, with last year getting us to New Orleans, and uh, it was a really big help. And uh, we're going to be uh, doing shout-outs on Facebook as well as advertisements on Kidstar TV and radio. So if you want to sponsor us, just uh, send us an email. So with that, um, let's go to the NBA. And we, uh, we talk about the big return of Derrick Rose. The, uh, he played for Chicago Bulls, and uh, this is going to be his first time in action 18 months. And the reason uh, why he was out is that he tore his uh, ACL knee in the 2012 playoffs against Philadelphia. Yeah, and uh, Derrick Rose, he is a good player for the Chicago Bulls, but he made a statement recently that said he was the best player in the NBA and possibly NBA history. I think this was very dumb of him to do because you can't just go out and saying that about yourself, especially when you've been out of the game for 18 months. What do you think about him calling himself the best player? Well, he is have been having some great performances, but it's going to be very questionable on how what he's going to do. Is he be the same as he did his last season he played, or is he just going to be a, like a slacker? And I think that he's going to put his... Uh, his ability and a challenge to the test because 
in the season opener, they're going to be taking on the Miami Heat, the defending NBA champions. So that's going to be a great way to challenge his strategy on that game. Yeah, and I kind of, I kind of lost a little bit of respect for Derrick Rose when he said that because that's just not cool to go out and say that about yourself. And the biggest part about that is that he's been injured for so long. You can't just do that when you've been out for a year and a half. I mean, it's just, it's just not cool. Okay, well, uh, also we talk about a new team that's coming to the NBA. And it's not really a new team, but more of a name change. And the New Orleans Hornets are changing to the New Orleans Pelicans. They're going from uh, teal and yellow to more of a red and gold kind of look. I kind of like the new name, but I definitely prefer Hornets. Yeah, I, I don't like the Pelicans' name at all. I think they could pick something a little more, I don't know, unique. Well, that is very unique. They could pick something better. But one of the rumors of why they changed their name from the Hornets is because the Charlotte Bobcats are possibly going to take the Hornets' name back because they used to be the Charlotte Hornets. So this name change is a, it's a kind of needed to happen, but wonder why they picked the Pelicans. I don't... Well, what happened is that Tom Benson, the guy who purchased the Hornets last season, uh, is a former owner of the New Orleans Saints, and uh, he just didn't like the name the Hornets. And, of course, if you're an owner, you can do whatever you want. So he changed the name... I mean, I'm okay with changing the name, but I don't know about the Pelicans. Yeah, that's going to be very different. But we've seen so far new looks have really made NBA teams successful and with the New Jersey Nets. And the New Jersey Nets, they went from a 50-game losing streak that one season to go into the number two spot in the playoffs in 2013 when they went to Brooklyn. So I think uh, this could uh, give them very big su success. They're getting renovations planned in their arenas. They're going to have a brand new look inside and out. Yeah, and uh, a lot of t uh, another team changing up, the Suns, Phoenix Suns changing their logo. They'll be getting new jerseys as well. Yeah, they're going from purple and orange to more orange and black. And I kind of like the new look, but so far it's not really affecting them as much. So uh, with that, we'll take a break. You're watching Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids Network and on Kidstar TV. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. You're tuned in to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. Now, back into the action. Welcome back. 
to Speaking of Sports on the Kidstar TV Network and here on the Voice America Kids Network. So uh, coming off about the NBA, we uh, talked about the Pelicans and uh, the Hornets changed their name to the Pelicans, but we go on to the uh, National Hockey League. And um, coming off the Stanley Cup final, the Blackhawks got their first Stanley Cup since 2010. And it come up, come up, coming off of uh, Game 6, they're down by one off the Bruins since the final two minutes in the game. They scored. They tied the game with two minutes to go, and then well, 58 seconds, they scored again. They won the Stanley Cup. They ended up hoisting the cup on Boston's eyes, which the fans did not like at all. But um, you got to admit, the Blackhawks, they really earned that win. We all thought it was going to go to a game seven. And you talk about a team was very huge. They did so great, most surprised team in the NHL. And then last year, they got eliminated in the first round against the Coyotes. And they were the only the sixth seed. They got the number one. Yeah, and the Blackhawks, they had a good regular season, too. They had that really long, like, 20-plus game win streak. So you kind of could see that coming if you based it on their regular season performance. Oh, yeah. And um, also, the NHL, since uh, the lockout has happened, and it's finally over, at least it's still over today, the NHL is already planning to expand Starting next season, uh, they're going to be changing up the uh, the divisions. They uh, have five divisions, and uh, one of them is actually called Metropolitan as a name. And I think it's a little uh, uh, unexpected name, but I think we're going with it. But also, they've uh, changed the divisions um, to make it smaller so they can expand to cities like Quebec and even Seattle, Washington. So I think that'll be uh, very cool, and uh, you got to admit it. Having a Seattle team is going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, they could get a Seattle team. Seattle is a, the perfect place for sports because the t everyone gets so excited about it. I mean, Seattle fans are really good fans. They're some of the best fans in America, no matter what sport it is. They're down to only a few sports. They have the Storm, the Seahawks, the Mariners, uh, the Sounders. They really want a basketball team and a hockey team. A hockey team would be good, especially being so close to Canada up there. And being in northwestern state, they have a lot of hockey up there. Seattle would be a perfect place for a team. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. And they're just about to get a team next year from the Coyotes relocating. We'll talk about it a little later, but also next year in February, the uh, league is going to be pausing for two weeks for the uh, so players can participate in the uh, Sochi Winter Olympics in Russia. And sometimes that can be good and bad because it can rest. Uh, some of the players are not participating, but for the guys that are participating if they uh they really play hard and if they get injured or anything it costs them in the nhl as well and we've learned that with the mercury and diana tarasi getting injured in the olympics and i think that it may affect a lot of teams especially all the good ones yeah well it's good to have a break in the middle of the season like all the other sports major sports football has breaks in their bye weeks and then the mlb has that um, all-star game break. So it's good for a break, but if you're off playing just as hard to win your country a gold medal, it's gonna be it's gonna be risky. I don't know I don't know quite sure how it's gonna play out, but I think it'll it'll work out. There's definitely gonna be some injuries, but it's kind of risky and it's your own risk when you go out there and risk yourself for your country. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh we talk about the Phoenix Coyotes. They finally got a deal done in Glendale. And turns out they're going to be uh, staying here. They're not going to be re relocating to the Seattle, uh, to Seattle. So 
sad thing for Seattle fans. I think they'll still be a team. And the Coyotes, um, they're going to be changing their name to the Arizona Coyotes. That'll, that change will take effect next year. But, boy, it's very exciting to have the Coyotes still uh, stay here. Yeah, and the name change kind of confusing from the beginning because they were called the Phoenix Coyotes, and they played in Glendale, which is quite far from Phoenix. And then they changed their name to Arizona, which is probably more fit than Glendale Coyotes. Can not many people know about that? But I'm I'm okay with the name change. It's it's all right. Oh yeah, and when they started, when they played in Phoenix, was which was uh, their original area, they started off the Arizona Coyotes. And uh, now I think that uh, name is going to be fit both appropriate for Phoenix and Glendale as well. Yeah, and it can kind of give the team. You can feel more of a fan of the team because you feel like it's your team now instead of a certain city. So that's that's kind of cool. Oh yeah, very exciting. And not only that, the NHL is going to be starting their season uh, for the first time in a year in November because of what happened in the lockout. And I think uh, that's going to be very exciting for a lot of hockey fans that are out there. And uh, it's going to be very exciting. Yeah, it's a good time to start. I mean, winter time, uh, winter sport and ice hockey. But it will kind of end in a weird time around that May-June area, which is into the summer. But, I mean, I guess it's a good starting season for NHL to go in November so they can play through the winter. All right, so let's go on to the uh, MLB. The Dodgers and the D-backs are currently fighting for a playoff position in the postseason. And uh, we're actually broadcasting the Dodgers baseball here on uh, Kid Star Radio. And it's, uh, it's a very huge race. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's going to be a good race through the entire season. I mean, you have two good teams in Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. It's going to go to the end, and uh, it's going to be close throughout the whole season. You can pretty much guarantee that. Uh, the Dodgers really came on strong. They came out of nowhere, pretty much. I mean, Yasiel Puig gave them a jump start, and they really became a great team. And they're giving the Diamondbacks a run for their money, and the Diamondbacks actually being a really good team this year. They had two All-Stars, Patrick Corbin and Paul Goldschmidt, and they just have good players all around. They don't have any amazing players, but they have good, sturdy, standard players, and when you put all those guys together, it makes a good team. So you have, And they have a good pitching, a starting pitching staff in Arizona, but they don't have uh, very good relievers. Yeah, you got them in MLB. It's a very... That's probably the hardest sport you can get into the postseason because you have to win a division spot, and that's pretty hard. And only basically only eight teams get to go into the postseason, so that's the shortest you can probably go, plus the wild card round as well. And I think uh, for the D-backs, they got in the postseason just two years ago. I mean, they uh, they lost the Milwaukee Brewers, but at least that was close. But uh, the Giants, the San Francisco Giants, are pretty surprised on how their performance has been. Kind of like the same performance after winning the World Series in 2010. They weren't really that great of a team, and the following year, they just jumped back in it. Yeah, and the Giants, they're dropping down, uh, back down to the bottom of the division. It's surprising to have the World Series champions go way down to the bottom of their bracket when you have teams like Colorado and Padres in your division, but the Rockies, no offense to them, they're doing actually pretty good. But it's kind of weird to see the Giants down at the bottom, and they have most of the same players. They have their star players like they did last year. I mean, just a few have left, like Melky Cabrera left, but they well, still have all their good 
players. Well, the problem was in 2011, it was the same thing, but I think they had most of their players injured. A lot, a lot of their good players couldn't really play, and uh, but they still pretty much have the same team as they did last year, and it's kind of like the same thing in 2011. They climbed their way to the bottom, and it's not really good for them. But maybe the same thing will happen in 2014. They'll just jump back in it and maybe even win another World Series. If you would like to help us out and need your business advertised, you can go send us an email at speakingofsportsshow at gmail.com. And what site can they go to to donate? Yeah, it's uh, the Kidstar Champions website. It's called champions.kidstar.org. And uh, you can also participate and become a Kidstar Champion sponsor. We'll advertise for you on TV and radio, plus during uh, sporting events like the Rattlers and the Dodgers as well. So I'll be uh, very excited. We hope you can uh, help us as we uh, try to get to Orlando. Yeah, so definitely great opportunity for any business owners trying to get their name out there. So just send us an email or visit our website, and we can help you get out there. Oh, yeah, and um, it's going to be very exciting for the Arena Bowl in Orlando. Also, one last reminder, this weekend with uh, Kidstar, we're going to have the Phoenix Mercury take on the Atlanta Dream this Saturday. That's going to be live on Kidstar TV, and then the Raptors and the Sabercats on Sunday, which is a game we're going to be looking forward to. And um, so with that, uh, we thank you for watching and listening. Uh, you, um, we'll see you again next week. You've been listening to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids Network and on Kidstar TV. Thanks again for listening to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids channel. Make sure you come on back next week for another great show. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.